Hey, I'm Justin. I'm Josh. And I'm Austin. Hey, have you guys seen Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me? Yes. No. (laughs) We're back, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Back from the past. A blast from our past. (laughs) Oh, yeah, baby. Speak for yourself. Okay, so... Oh boy, what could this possibly be about? Who I cares? Know, right? What we do here <laughs> usually is the people who haven't seen the movie um, <laughs> take a minute or two and give a brief elevator pitch on what they think the movie's going to be about solely on the name. Josh, you've seen the first one. Where could it mm-hmm. go from there? Fucking anywhere. Like, you know, well, it, I'll give it that it's set itself to where it can just do anything it wants, right? Doctor, well, got away last time in a fucking rocket ship or whatever. Back in his big boy rocket ship. So I'm I'm assuming that like because he, he like put himself in cryostasis again, right? It's so I'm assuming he comes back like in the future and starts messing with stuff and like Austin Powers in the past like in the present day like has to deep that or go to dun, the dun, future dun, dun, dun. or something. I don't know, like dun, 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 dun. time travels about all you can do at this point, right? <laughs> it like it's not like they're just do another. Like now he's in the ninth. He's oh. in Doctor was back again, and you know what that means. Uh, you whoever time, was. Yeah, whoever, whoever, whoever time travels, better be ready to play a game. Yeah, <laughs> well, I was thinking more of a Terminator thing where Doctor Evil makes an Austin Powers robot and sends it back to kill uh, fucking Linda Powerton. Or, <laughs> um, do you know? Well, that'd be cool because then Austin Powers wouldn't be in the movie. It'd have to do time skips to the present. Like the the robot keeps messing shit up in the past, and Austin becomes a square, maybe. Yeah. Instead of a group. Like. Dude. I don't know, Dr. Evil's too ridiculous to, like, not do some big, dumb, like, scheme for no reason, so, like, we're definitely not gonna have just, you know, it's the 90s and he's back and he's wanting money again. Okay, right, so that would you be too think boring. it's Dr. Evil. The thing with, like, the, all the Bond mm. movies is every almost every time it was a different supervillain. Right, right, but the, it's probably... Like, I, I know that, like, me exists, and like, I know oh, all damn. of the okay. memes and stuff. Never mind, it's ruined. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I would be... Even if I didn't know me existed, i surprised if this series just brought a different villain every time, right? Dr. Evil's too, like, iconic. That not surprised me that Minnie wasn't him. in the first one. I totally expected him to. Be I'm there. so scared for Minnie Me because that's like the thing that could make Doctor well the only good character in this series bad. Yeah, is if there's just like a dumb like meme mascot version him running and like taking up his screen time totally. and stuff. So I'm, but maybe Minnie Me's in the third one. I don't know. I don't know which one Minnie-Me's in. Are you of the char- aware of the character known as Fat Bastard? Yes, yes. I know Fat Bastard as well. I don't know which movie he's in either. Um, That's a shame. That's do you know doesn't who, sound, do you, do, he sounds do you know like who, the appropriate uh, level of immature humor that this movie like would have. 100%. It's, it's Shrek, right? It's the same voice as Shrek. Well, is it? Is Shrek, yeah. I know, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But like he does the Shrek voice for Fat Bastard. 
Does he use a fat suit, or did he actually gain, like, a stupid amount of weight? That's the thing, right? Is it, like, a realistic weight, or is it, like, some comical, like, he's actually the moon or something the whole time? Ooh. Some some ridiculous amount. So maybe magic gets involved. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, Doc, it's pretty, like, science-y, right? He has, like, a big layer and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, and had a laser. If, if we're gonna do magic, like, that would be the third... Right, that's when it like really jumps the shark. You want any freaking sharks with freaking lasers on their freaking heads? Instead yeah. he got sea bass with um Instead he got a bad relationship with his son. Oh. Which still oh. hasn't been resolved. <laughs> Alright, we'll see if it is this movie. I suspect not, because their tension was the there's a third one. comedic part of the first movie. But there's only three. That still blows mine. This seems like the kind of scene <laughs> like like Fast and the Furious, where there's keep putting movies out like oh i would say or... probably thank god they didn't oh yeah like i don't know how this you or got to movie two let movie three. Oh, i guess it's 1999 and that's right? coming so... from someone who grew up loving these movies watching them probably mul- like multiple times for I sure the first one on vhs I, I dressed up as Austin Powers for Halloween one time. Oh, I never did that, because my name's Austin. That would have been too much. Um, yeah. <laughs> I had the first one on VHS. I probably had this one. This might have been a VHS. It mu- yeah, definitely not a DVD yet. The third one was DVD territory. Yeah. Uh, my family went on uh, like a, a short cruise one time off California, and it it was like just around to Catalina Island and back in a day. But one of the, they had a whole bunch of family activities and it was so much bullshit. And one of them was like a group icebreaker. Everyone gathered around and they taught us how to do the dance from the original Austin Powers movie. I meant to share it when we did the first one, but here it is. <laughs> do you still know how to do it? Oh no, no, not at all. I'm sure there's like YouTube tutorials on how to do it, like yeah, how to walk sure. down the street. It might like be buried. Flowers. It might be buried deep in your subconscious somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I, like I get a certain amount of inebriated, and that song comes on in a party, and I just like bust it out. <laughs> remember parties? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I remember parties. All right, we're gonna get to it. We're gonna watch. Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me. From what year, Justin? 1999. So, two years after the first one? Yes. I believe the first one was 97 when we watched it. Yeah, it was 97. Alright. Uh, it's exciting. To, it's going to be exciting to revisit it. I. It's not, it's not um, exciting. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, it's better than... Go- Going back to the Cars territory, I'll give it... I, I can only hope that they give as much screen time to Dr. Evil as possible. Yeah. I hope this is his movie. Oh, that would be amazing! The adventure. If one of, of these Dr. three Evil. movies was just about Dr. Evil. Like, yes. please. Right, if the second one was the first movie again, but, like, just Dr. Evil's From his perspective, perspective or something. Or a prequel, him going to evil to, medical school, like we're doing on Netflix now with Ratchet. That wouldn't work, because they did too much about him on the first one. Oh, they get into it way deeper later on. You'll see. Um, they they could totally do it. This has a very Venture Brothers feel, but Venture Brothers is way better. Like going back and watching. Well, yeah, that's dead now. How how on earth did it struggle and like thrive for this long? I heard Adventure Brothers was canceled, and I had to look up the date yeah. of the article and be like, what five years ago? 
Nope. Nope. Just now. Been like a while right now. since they put out episodes, right? And people are like revolting. They're like, oh, this is what, like, they're like the flooding. Yeah, apparently it's been a hit for like the last 10 years, I guess. It's really good, but I did not know it was still running currently. Yeah, me either. <sighs> yeah, one of those I just went back and watched in like reruns. But uh, yeah, a lot of similarities with like evil and good doctors fighting and like sci fi spy nonsense. So we're going to get to it, we're going to watch it, and we'll be back on Happy Scenes. From the moment I heard Frau say I had a clone, I knew that I'd be safe because I'd never be alone. An evil doctor shouldn't speak aloud about his feelings. My hurt and my pain don't make me too appealing. I'd hope Scott would look up to me, run the business of the family. Had an evil empire just like his dear old dad Give him my love and the things I never had Scott would think I was a cool guy Return the love I have Make me want to cry Be evil But have my feelings too Change my life with Oprah and Maya Angelou But Scott rejected me Say la vie Life is cruel Treats you unfairly Even so I God there must be Mini me You complete me Uh huh just me and you. Just me, just me and you. Getting jiggy with it. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Quite pleasant, really. You and I. And we're back, having just seen Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me from 1999. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby. Why is it called that? Because he doesn't shag anyone. It's gotta be during the movie. on a James Bond <laughs> film title. The yeah. Me. Right, but, but like, yeah, you think they would have made ones. it... Yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally agree with you. It's just a play on The Spy Who Killed Me. Yeah. Um, Why they chose that for the one where he can't have sex as the main theme, I don't know. It was resolved by the end, but they could have called it the summer of 69. Because he went back to the year 69. Mm-hmm. It starts off, and this is brutal. I mean, not not the very, very beginning. It gets a cool little Dr. Evil funk song, which establishes him as the villain again. But yep. Elizabeth Hurley is back for under five minutes. Oh, yes. And they're they, just like... Hey. How much do you think she got for that? <sighs> Either way. Do you think, I mean, do you think that was... Yeah. Do you think that was filmed at the end of the last movie? It had to be, right? It just had to yeah, be. Yeah, they must have known they were just going to kill her off in two seconds. That, or that was originally oh part. God. That was originally the ending, but they decided to put tag it on the beginning of this. Right. I can't believe that decision to just wipe her out of the movie within the first five minutes. <laughs> I wasn't like, sure if that was not cool, even human. Just, just like a lame excuse to do the same thing. I again. still almost twenty years. What it is twenty years later. Twenty one years. Yeah. <laughs> I still have no idea what's going on here and why they did it. 
It's because so they can have Austin Powers be the same fucking character again. Yeah, sure. like they couldn't. It do would it be no. It would be no fun if he was right. if he was uh, tied down. I mean, it wasn't any fun when he wasn't tied down the first time. Good point. So Elizabeth Hurley has been a robot the entire fucking time. British intelligence knew it because Basil's like, yes, Austin, we knew all along. And it's a throwaway line. They never <laughs> come back to it. Yeah, there was a lot of this in this movie. It's like, don't worry about the time travel or like the fem, these, you know, contrived setups that did to keep the movie along. It's fine because it's a comedy. Mm-hmm. So just go with really it. They broke, they broke the fourth wall quite often. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe three or four times. So she gets machine guns out of her boobs. Um, This shootout is the first part that got me. I laughed a lot during this movie. I'll admit that right now. It was pretty fun to watch. Uh, But this shootout, when she's shooting machine gun fire, and he's just like lazily kind of walking back and forth with his arms waving in the air kind of like mm-hmm. bender dodging it i was mm-hmm. that i found that pretty <laughs> funny <laughs> uh but yeah her being a robot is terrible but then right on to another scene that got me the military finds out that dr evil is back through an incompetent worker switching the channels and landing on jerry springer when he's supposed to be like surveying satellite footage yeah, no. this was an amazing way to reach Doctor Evil via the fact that his son doesn't like him plot, line, which is like the best I part really of the last movie. Love that they leaned into that too. Yeah, Were, did either of you grow up with Jerry Springer? No, not really. I mean, no. a couple episodes here and there. Oh, okay. It was it was pretty big. If you had, uh, I assume it's still going, right? Oh no, it can't be. I don't know. Venture oh, Brothers is still I know, going. I know there's a lot of chairs. But uh, chairs. I'd say 99 is when it hit its peak because it was not only like syndicated the early, early episodes, which were like Tiny Studio, but now it was on uh, cable and it had like a big studio. And it was one of those things if you stayed up late at night watching like MTV or VH1 or I think even HBO, you'd oftentimes see commercials for the Jerry Springer show, uncensored DVDs. And it'd be like, oh my God, all this stuff they had to like bleep and blur from it being on network TV, you could now get like on cassette. So you could see all those like boobies that came out during fights is basically what the selling point was. Sherry Springer is over it and in twenty eighteen. I cannot believe it lasted that long. That's <clears throat> that's phenomenal. That's so long. Okay. So it was it was a big thing at this time and yeah, I love that they revealed it, um, because Scott's back and his relationship with Doctor Evil's back. Scott was the first clone um sadly she said he was a clone yeah sadly we get introduced to another clone in this mini me yeah and thank you guys god. didn't like mini me you know what? i thank god he i didn't like talk. him but not for the reasons i thought i wouldn't like him yeah he he wasn't annoying which is what i thought was but but he didn't do fucking anything in the, which I guess is the point is that Doc Bull is such a shitty father that he'd rather have a son that like just does fucking nothing mimic him than have like Scott as a son. 
He yes. doesn't do anything so, like, if substantial, that's the point, but then, he does okay. brew chaos. Like he's an evil kind little bastard. He he's is. like biting people and leaving skunk carcasses in beds. <laughs> he fights Austin Powers once. Well, yeah, we'll yeah. get to that. Um, oh my God! So Austin Powers in 1999 has a an apartment that looks like so... it's straight out of the 60s, right? It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the warehouse. Oh, that sounds surprising. From uh, um, Andy Warhol, where it's a party constantly, and he's now... I guess he was always a photographer. It's kind of a B-plot we never touch on in these movies. Maybe that's like his his very loose cover. <laughs> it is, because in the first movie, he's taking pictures of a woman in the street in the very beginning, too. Or it's just his hobby. Oh, it's important I, to have I bet a he's hobby. making money off of this. In 99, m- magazines were still a big thing. Yeah. And, I mean, people are still taking photos today, of course, modeling. It's true. It's true. He meets Rebecca Romaine before she's Rebecca Romaine Powers or Mystique in the uh, X-Men series. You seen those, Josh? Uh, yeah, I have. Okay. Yeah. Have this... you seen the X-Men series? I've seen them all but Dark Phoenix, the newest one. Okay. I yeah, might I've seen that Phoenix one either. I've been meaning to see it because I really enjoy this oh, newer... You're not, you're not missing oh, anything. Okay. Well, I really enjoy this newer uh, class. What about New Mutants? <laughs> sure, put it on the list. It's out I haven't now. heard good things about it. I have okay. not heard good things about it at all. <laughs> I can't believe it finally came out in theaters when it's like a ghost town out there. They're like, it's an we have to put line. it out. Just do it. Yeah. Every single actor in this is 10 years older than when they filmed it. Yeah. We have to put it out or no one's going to recognize anybody. They'll be like calling these actors for child parts and they'll be like, I, I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, it, it, Dr. Evil comes back to Earth and his evil lair is now a Starbucks in fucking Seattle, which I thought was really funny. That uh, yeah. it's not it's only disguised as a Starbucks, but they created Starbucks. The concept of like fast food coffee and now they're trillionaires because of it. Mm-hmm. Of course, well, they don't do anything of... with the money. They have, to, they have to take over the world to do that. Oh, they yeah, do stuff with of... the money. They make a fucking time machine well yeah yeah, yeah right and a moon base and an island with a volcano with his face carved into it yeah that's where all that money goes. for, for the goal of stuff. getting more money I, for power i guess it's just sort of a evil ambition <laughs> well no, see, that's what that's the joke is that like they're already like controlling the world because before they even invented Starbucks, they were already like a multi-billion-dollar conglomerate, and then they made Starbucks and was even more powerful. True, and they were into using... volatile chemicals in the first one. And they're just using that to fund him trying to take over the world so he can get, like you said, more power and money. But he already has all that. He just wants to get it through being evil. And this, well, yeah, because every time Doctor leaves, Doctor you. Is they just make a bazillion more dollars and they're like, hey, we made a bazillion more dollars. I don't worry about that. We have a time machine to make <laughs> more. And this is what the French call. Well, I don't know what. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that line got me too. Uh-huh. Uh, it does a lot better pacing than I, I thought than the first one. There's 
there are some jokes that are callbacks that take a while, but it's not the lingering bullshit like them just standing around laughing and the camera not moving and like what happens. Yeah, it's after not like every laugh. scene is a long joke, but the long jokes are really long. I just wanted to point out just can we jump to the, the just the last scene because whoa, whoa, I don't whoa, whoa. we're only ten point. minutes in. I just want I just wanted to jump to this last no scene. No one's because... gonna forget. It's stuck in my head. Okay, go for it. And I need which, to talk about this it. This movie's about time travel anyway, so can you make some sort of weird sound before you go to the end? You're going to get jigsawed. <laughs> oh, shit. Don't get jigsaw on our ass, Justin. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't Would you play like to game. play a movie trivia game? <laughs> uh, Heather Graham's character, Felicity Shagwell. Yes people's names in this i i know that they're just making fun of james bond names and holy crap novels yeah the whole shebang um the end where fat bastard comes in and confronts them it why didn't they take another take because she was like almost cracking up laughing the entire scene this was like jimmy fallon during an old (laughs) snl bit yeah (laughs) i'm like what the fuck guys it was the end let's do another take (laughs) i no, they don't care yeah they don't care at all even if this was filmed out of sequence there's so much going on in this scene. She was just like constantly looking over at something else that was happening off screen and couldn't stop fucking giggling. I know. Like he said, it was exactly like Jimmy Fallon in an SNL skit where I'm pretty sure he did that on purpose sometimes. Oh, that's how he got his own talk show. <laughs> America's little hair tussler. <laughs> so, yup, Josh, time travel. You called it. Not in the right direction, though, but um, yeah. We get problem. this goofy Stargate where uh, I, I another laugh when Dr. Evil bounces off of it the first time. <laughs> he doesn't know that it's <laughs> off. A lot of the practical effects were pretty good. Uh, Rob Lowe playing number two in the past was pretty funny because I didn't, yeah. I didn't know who that was as a kid. But now that I'm familiar with him, I'm like, oh shit, that's that's good. And then Frog yeah. Fabisna looking the exact same. Exact same. Yeah, that made me laugh too. <laughs> uh, Fat Bastard is a character I don't need ever. And this movie neither, didn't need neither did the movie. And especially after we already have Mini Me, send Mini Me back to the past to get his mojo. Like, I don't need a. You just mother. keep introducing characters that don't matter. <laughs> I know, and this right. one is so terrible. Everything about him, from like the fat shaming to everything being a fart or shit joke. Wanting they play up baby. him eating a baby, and he doesn't eat a baby. That's really in the movie. strange. Come on, that's really dark because he's he sang a song about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I thought he was just gonna eat me oh. like near and then that was gonna be the joke, is he just there to get eaten. Mentioning the song he sang about it, the Chili's baby back ribs, there are so many moments in this that are blatant commercials. Like we did Wayne's World and that was a really funny scene where he's talking about, Oh yeah, you don't wanna be a corporate sellout and the camera pans back to him and he's covered in like Reebok gear drinking a Pepsi or whatever. Yeah. I feel like this that is Mike Myers really weird. Like like these movies, Mike Myers' whole career is seeing how long he can stretch that joke out. <laughs> but it seems he like uses it all the time. Bits. They're like at his party in the '60s, and he's like, "What about a Heineken?" and looks right at the camera, and you're like, "Okay, he did that just so they could make this into a commercial." 
Right. He said, get your hands off my hiney. Yeah. I think <laughs> they did make that into a commercial, like, outside of the trailer for this movie. Oh, no. That's what I'm saying. But, like, the fact that he's, like, oh, I'm selling out, but I'm making a joke of the fact that I'm selling out. Isn't that cheeky? That he Like, he's done that in almost every movie that he's made. Still better than Adam Sandler on Netflix. What other movies has Michael Myers done? Holy shit. Okay. Oh, we did okay. Wayne's World. <laughs> okay. Uh, when he right. holds up the Kama Sutra at the beginning of this one, I was like, well, there it is. That's the inspiration for Love Guru. Well, I mean, it done after this after this series. What movie has he done? Love Guru. Okay. Uh, he did Shrek. Yeah. He's the voice right. of Shrek. Li- live action. He kind of dropped out after Shrek from doing live okay. action movies. I mean, yeah, how could you top that? Like, well, that was originally Chris Farley. Shrek. Like, they had most of the voice work done, but then Chris Farley died, and uh, he was uh, was replaced by Michael Myers really quick. So he did, um, he did these Austin Power movies. He did. Oh my God, guys! I just hat. looked up. I'm sorry. I I got breaking news. What's up? Breaking news. I'm seeing for Mike Myers IMDB credits Austin Powers 4 announced. Yes. That's pretty cool. What okay. what year? 2025? It doesn't have a year. It's, oh, just I was okay. so hoping this would get rebooted. Have either in of the you era seen of reboots? The Cat in the Hat? No. Oh god, yes. Ugh. It's okay. terrible. He did The Cat in the Hat. He was he in Glorious Bastards. He, he was. Um, that was actually a good movie, though. He was in the new Bohemian Rhapsody. What? He was? Uh-huh. Oh, I haven't seen that. He it's played Freddie terrible. Mercury's teeth. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, Fat Bastard is in this army compound. He's disguised as a guard of Austin while well, he's in cryogenic stasis. He has a set of bagpipes, and before knocking the guards out, he's like, oh, it's a baby, just to, like, intimidate him, I guess. But I was like, if you're gonna knock him out, you don't need to intimidate him. <laughs> but also, the he... knockout cast does nothing to him. Yeah, I think it's just his farts stored up in that. No, stop. <laughs> we don't need any more of that during this episode. There's so much already during the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, they give Austin the time-traveling beetle and just straight up tell the audience, don't worry about it. It's a comedy. <laughs> Look right at the camera and wink. That was kind of funny. Just right at the camera. Yeah, not even a wink, just a nod and a Heineken commercial. Um... He's at this party and proves he's still the world's greatest spy. Even though he's a complete jackass, he sees this knife-throwing assassin reflected in the woman who's flirting with him's eye. He got tipped off with Heather Graham. And do you remember the Lenny Kravitz video featured like Heather Graham because of this movie? No. Her American Woman? I, yeah, it was a tie-in to this movie, I believe. Wow, that's weird. Well, yeah. these movies were huge at the time, right? Oh, yeah, everyone's in them. There's so many cameos in this. Yeah, these were big, these were like blockbuster comedies. Willie Nelson is in this. Um, oh, my God. Okay, can we just talk about that? They did that joke twice, uh-huh. and 
My biggest gripe this about that joke, joke. From the first movie, the callback of uh, <laughs> seeing like a giant dick in the sky, and everybody, cutting... yeah, it's very cartoonish, like cutting around and saying different words for dick. It's a lot like our Teen Witch episode where uh, the teachers like, "Do you have any words for dick?" For some reason, and the kids are like, "Yeah, penis, tallywhacker, dildo, schlong, <laughs> one-eyed monster." <laughs> Um, no, the one, the, the biggest problem I had with that joke is that they had a teacher just say penis and explain what a penis is, but that wasn't the end of it. That has to be the end. That yeah. had to be the last one you said. Yeah. You've got to end on that as an exclamation or just a period at least. You can't stick that they in kept, the middle. You're right. They kept going and I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> just when you think will ferrell isn't going to be back doing oh. a middle eastern dialect yeah there he and he has to play the part where he this is the most played part where he doesn't die falling off the cliff yes this is a meme for sure i don't need this uh he gets run off the cliff but um where he cut back to Dr. Evil and he's like, ooh, maybe I should drink some of this stuff that Fat Bastard extracted. <laughs> I got Austin Powers so scared at this scene. <laughs> Thought Dr. Evil was just going to base become another Austin Powers for the whole movie. I was like, please, no. An anti-Powers? Like, don't ruin the best character in so, this movie. A Justin Powers, you might yeah. say? Oh, <laughs> yeah. There we go. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, what I wanted to happen with this movie. So my question: Mojo is just being able to get a boner? No, not at all. No, 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 no. Because he was still able to do all the things that he's known for doing. Because he, he was still, still had just, his mojo all along. He was still just as likable. No, Mojo is your complete charisma. <laughs> but the yeah, problem I... he had was that he couldn't get it up. Well, yeah, it, it does that as well. That's a symptom yeah, I, of losing Yeah, I, I had mojo. this problem, too. Like, you know, oh, he lost his mojo, except all the girls still like him. and he's. I wanted him to lose his mojo and become, like, a frumpy, like, yes. depressed powers. Like the I, I just wanted everyone to read from the news that he was a big creep. Where like not Dennis had to take his makeup off because it was DNA. Yes, I wanted it, but that it didn't happen. That would have been wonderful. Like, people are like, oh, your teeth. And he has... He's right? Like, he's, like, hunching over when he walks, and his clothes, like, seem ridiculous now. Because <laughs> he lost everything his charisma. Just, yeah, Everything's right. gone. He's the same, basically, but, like, everybody... Nothing, well, like... Quick, all the stuff that happens his way suddenly doesn't happen his way anymore. Quick question about that. When he went back to 1969, why did his teeth revert? Because he got those fixed. I don't know. They said don't twice about... in the movie to not worry about don't time Don't worry travel. about the time travel. That was a really weird inconsistency, though. I think <laughs> you're right. They just wanted to retroactively make him the original Austin Powers we all knew and loved already. Yeah. But then yeah. they didn't bring up his teeth once during the movie. No. They they got tired of that joke. So Dr. Evil drinks this like Resident Evil serum. And uh got to say, this evil sexy lair bed pretty nice <laughs> yeah he gets it on with frau farbissena creates scotty um he wasn't a clone he was not a clone it, that was a lie 
Sorry. It's a twist. <laughs> Did you so, see that one coming, Josh? No. <laughs> Does it matter whether or not Scott's a clone? I know, I'm just... It's funny. I'd say that's a pretty big reveal. Seeing that he creates an actual clone in this movie that's one-eighth his size. That can't talk. It's basically a dog. That is the best part about Mini-Me, is the fact that he can't talk. He just goes... Sometimes, and it's towards the end of the movie, I'm fine with it. If he was talking the entire time, that would get old, because I imagine he'd just be like... Feed me or something. Another cookie. <laughs> or yeah, yeah, like him. a one-liner that he always. The says. fact that he's silent sometimes gives it a real like silent movie Laurel and Hardy kind of vibe between him and Doctor Evil. Like when Scott's um, I, I gotta giving him say, shit and he dives I, towards the button and Doctor Evil has to stop him, or when somebody's explaining Mini Me biting him all up and Mini Me's like. It couldn't have been me, and he bites his finger, and he's like, see, he didn't do any damage. It was like, okay, this is so much better than the fact that he has to, like, mime it and write shit out and draw little pictures of Scott with his neck broken. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> if it had only been Mini-Me for new characters, and we got rid of Will Ferrell, like a fan edit of this, it works. <laughs> it it's, could. It's starting it to could. work. Get a little more Dr. Evil Scott dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, Doctor Evil wasn't in the movie. Rest in a peace, Vern Troyer. By the way. Yeah, rest in peace. Um, didn't didn't. Yeah. Scott comes back to the past, and he's like, "I I want to mend our relationship," and this is a lost opportunity. It could have been like a like a love triangle kind of thing between Scott, Doctor Evil, and Mini Me. It was a lost opportunity. I felt. Uh, he. Dr. Evil denies him right away and is just like, fuck off, I have a new clone. And from that point on, Scott's only in the past to antagonize him and like laugh at the meta jokes that Mike Myers wrote for himself. Yes. Scott is there to laugh at Mike Myers' jokes. Yeah. Um, sarcastically, though. Um... <laughs> I mean, that's the only laughs this movie... Is, that's 43% of the laughs this movie's getting are sarcastic laughs. Like, ha, I will say that, that I movie? did... I did like the the dance sequence that he did with Mini-Me. I thought that was funny, like, where he rapped basically a diss track about the his fact, own son. Okay. <laughs> yes. I want to talk about this. The fact that they go back to the past... Take all the henchmen, number two Rob Lowe, Frau, and just every fucking day makes them sit through a musical performance that he <laughs> yeah. says he wrote from the future. That was pretty brilliant. I really enjoyed that. Because <laughs> he, he learned all those songs. He learned all, like the the diction of 1999 america he learned all the slang he takes Watch it back movies. to 1969 and he's like if uh if like a soundcloud mumble rapper went back to 1980s <laughs> and did a back to the future and it's just like you know no but your kids are gonna uh, yeah <laughs> And drops the mic on stage at the prom. The an Enchanted Under the Sea dance or whatever. <laughs> uh, um, 
yeah, you're right. You're right. There's way too much flirting and awesome chemistry between Mike Myers and Heather Graham. They're both super spies from different sides of the Atlantic. And well, she like she like said that she like thought she wanted to be him. Right. So she was like wanted to be like the girl version of Austin Powers. Well, I wouldn't even put it that way. I think she just wanted to be a spy because she idolized him. Well, no, but she said that though. Right. Yeah. <laughs> she wanted that... to be a spy because of Austin Powers, but then when she No, she literally him, said that I wanted to be you. Yes. That's what I'm agreeing with you. You added the girl version, and I, I didn't think that was necessary. But she, she didn't say that, did she? She just said, I wanted to be you. And then yeah. when she met him, she said, I wanted to be with you. And, uh, yeah, there's way too much flirting. I think he should be more, like, nerdy because he <laughs> lost his mojo. He already is dirty. That's what I thought would have been hilarious if they just played it the exact same way, but people were turned off by it instead of liking it. Oh, okay. That's that's really good. And if all the colors were muted, like it was 1999, <laughs> like all the other movies we watch. Yeah. When she asked him to describe the future and he's like, there's flying cars and entire meals are in pill form and the world's run by damn dirty apes i was like holy shit justin your list is coming together (laughs) (laughs) crossover crossover all i needed to do was mention the ninja turtles i mean if the apes mention the ninja turtles we'll have some sort of semblance and web and know that we exist in the matrix i really like this dance number between not only Burt Baccarat and uh, Elvis Costello this time. It, it's some more good physical comedy with Mike Myers dancing and Heather Graham. Uh, why did Mike Myers feel the need to make me sick with this fat bastard in bed scene? Oh my god, right? Not, uh, not fat shaming, not saying fat people don't deserve relationships. I'm just saying... Fat Bastard is so repulsive, covered in, like, chunks of meat. and Just, just like, glazed like a ham. And he was definitely intended to be gross. Yeah, and he has an entire, like, smorgasbord on the side of him there. He's like, oh, I'm done with this piece, and throws it aside. There, It's the Shrek voice. He's just yeah, doing Shrek. I know it's the Shrek voice, but I thought... At 1999, we were past gross-out humor. That seems like an earlier 90s thing. Like, 80s, 90s. You wanted to throw it back. I think someone like someone, eventually explained to Mike Myers that you don't have to add a new character you play for every sequel of a movie you make. Yeah? I... Because that's, that's what he did. He's like, oh... I'm coming out with another movie. I'm already playing Austin Powers and Dr. Evil. Let's make me a third character. That's what this needs. More me doing something else. And I'll write it, and I'll direct it, and everyone on set will love me. (laughs) Uh, So she, Heather Graham, implants the tracking device, but he shits it out. And we have to have this disgusting coffee for shit scene. 
Oh, God. And this is when I remembered. Like, I didn't remember a lot of this movie. It's been a while. But... It wasn't... I I didn't like this one as much as I liked the first one, and I didn't like the first one as much as I liked it as a I kid. I thought this one so. had better pacing, but yeah, I liked the first one better. Uh, it was funny that Tim Robbins was the president in this, because I'm watching Castle Rock right now, the Stephen King, J.J. Abrams anthology Is he the president series. again? No, he's like a dirty mob boss in that. Oh, um. It's just funny, though. <laughs> Dirty mob boss president. You know, um, Dr. Evil's trying to intimidate all these government officials. And so he uses a clip from Independence Day from 1997 and shows the White House exploding. And everybody in there is just like, holy shit, those are good practical effects. Josh, have you seen Independence Day? Uh, I think so, yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure I've seen it. What's mm. what's one actor or line from Independence Day? It's been so long since I've seen it. I don't think he's seen it. I couldn't tell you. No, 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 I remember. I remember because uh, some I was hanging with on uh, the fourth. I like their family watches it of July, and I was there, so I was like forced to watch it. Ooh, it's like a, a every year type. It's like a thing. family tradition. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. shown on cable every year that day. I know that for sure. Is it like a Christmas story where it's like every uh, hour for twenty four hours or whatever? Yeah, or the for the entire weekend. weekend. Oh, no, I they just love so. that. They're like, hey, we know you like repetitive shit because you watch TV and listen to the radio. What if you just watched one movie for an entire day? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, seen the Iron Giant. You want to know what's funny though? Is that my parents do put that movie on and just like leave it on in the background the entire day every year independence day or christmas story christmas story okay okay ah they should learn they about do. podcasts every year Ooh. so you go over there and it's just on in the background uh-huh now what i'll do is like uh we're starting to get into the holiday season right here tomorrow is fall so, you know, start of the scary season. I'll start Ooh. putting on I'll start putting on Halloween episodes of different shows throughout the month. Yeah, and uh, I like doing that too. Yeah, yeah, like a bunch of uh, a bunch of sitcoms from the '90s had really good Halloween. What's episodes. your favorite Halloween episodes? You know, the, the, the Simpsons. No, well, that's tough because they used to be Roseanne. Because oh, okay. Roseanne did amazing Halloween episodes. Her and um, John Goodman as Dan Connor used to like play the best practical jokes on each other. But you know she's proven to be pretty terrible in the past couple <laughs> of years. I don't watch Roseanne too much ever. Um, the Simpsons, yeah, is has some really good Treehouse of Horror that you can go back every year. They've been doing those. But um, what's a really good one? The Garfield one's pretty good. I thought you really liked uh, Modern Family. Oh, you know what? Did they do good Halloween episodes? I'm pretty sure you liked their Halloween episodes, but okay. I could be okay. wrong. Okay, okay. You know what? This year, I'll go back and watch every Modern Family Halloween episode. That's that's a good idea, because that, that show, for uh, being on ABC, the being wife really gets real, clean the humor, wife, yeah. it's good. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, they do the classic thing of having like the rivalry with the neighbors. She gets way too into it. Okay. Like, she does with everything. That's her thing. Yeah. 
That shouldn't be too hard to find by episode name. Josh, you do anything like, anything like that? No. <laughs> I don't. You don't have any rituals? For, like, holidays? No. Yeah. Not really. You don't, you don't like... You don't, like, always read the night before Christmas before... No. My, my family or... didn't have any, like, hol- traditions either. My family but... would always watch really the same movies every year. Yeah. So I try to, like, seek out new stuff. But there are some I'll come back to. Like, I'll watch Hocus Pocus, I think, every year. Hocus Pocus is really good. Have you seen that one, Josh? I have not. Oh. 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 I know know a bit about it, but not much. Man, we could have a fight for who would be the guest on that show. Oh, yeah, like a a fist fight, even in a (laughs) pandemic. (laughs) Masks and gloves, go. (laughs) I was thinking about my list. I think I'm going to do all, like... Uh, I'm going to do Adam's Family for this Halloween. Are we just going to, after this episode, are we just going to switch it over to Halloween movies? I think we should. Okay, I second that. Josh? Yeah, well, we got one for Monday in September. I know, but just to, like, get it going and put them out. And we'll keep these and come back to them later, but... I think I can manage another Halloween list, yeah. Okay, do you have enough? Enough? I might have to get some approvals from you on some one, but yeah. Oh, sounds fun. <laughs> it sounds ominous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Dr. Evil, they find out through Fat Bastard shit sample that Austin drinks. <laughs> yeah, sorry we took, a, we took a small break from discussing the movie to have like a little uh, like conference meeting in the middle of the Listen, podcast. Listen, that's how difficult this scene is and it's shorter than i remembered from the first time seeing it in the theaters it we, is. i i thought it's super short i thought business would be more fun than going through this scene <laughs> so they find out fat bastard has like a rare fucking fruit or nut from a tropical island and that's how they zero in on dr evil's lair uh him and Heather Graham both come up on the beach in the same outfit that is from one of the Bond movies, probably uh, the spy who killed me, if I had to guess. Probably. And they drank this joke on for a while, which wasn't bad, but uh, I don't know. Once they get into the lair... They did another callback joke of where it looks like they're doing dirty things through a silhouette. Oh, yeah. Yep. That one was pretty good, though. This this was kind of funny. The gas canister goes off. She's pulling out the rope with the knots in it. <laughs> There's like a chicken or a gerbil at one point. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this movie, I didn't think it was going to go there. But it goes to the moon. It goes into space. It does. Pretty quickly. They Time don't... travel and space. Not only do What's they the not stop one? them in the volcano one, but from the volcano, everyone, Dr. Evil, Minnie-Me, Austin, and Felicity, are all launched into space in 1969. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. What is going to happen in the third one? What's the third one? They went yeah, to they the moon. Space and time tra- what are they going to do? Probably and volcano. And volcano. Josh, you better get your uh, your prediction ready now. 
Trans-dimensional. <laughs> yeah. There were no aliens in this one. There was no magic. Magic is a big step. I guess we kind of did trans-dimensional with time travel because he does have like a three-way with himself and Felicity at the end. Sure. He demonstrates there can be two of them in the same space when he goes ten minutes to the past and saves the day in the end. Yeah. He does it too because he goes and like laments that his mojo was taken. Mm-hmm. He's just like looking at himself frozen. <laughs> First taking sexy photos of himself. Yeah. Very uh demolition man, which uh previous episode. <laughs> so Doctor Evil launches himself back into space. Mini Me gets jettisoned out through another like shit joke. Very uh oh, yeah. very alien through the air. They have their they have their fight. Mm-hmm. Mini Me versus Austin Powers. Not terrible. Why I just wanted I just thought it was kind of hilarious that he was using wrestling moves. Mini Me? Yeah. Yeah, he was picking he him like up the, and spinning him around. He did like the ankle trip and then like the elbow drop, like all of his moves are wrestling moves. Nice scissor kick. Yup, yup. Uh, I thought it would have done a lot of damage had he smacked him into these uh, like pyramid spike walls. This was, this was kind of Event Horizon painted chrome, right? <laughs> a little bit. It was scary. Like Doctor Evil, if you're truly evil, you should get in touch with Sam Neil. You might try and take your eyes, but where you're going, you won't need them. Like, fucking Dr. Evil and Mini-Me come back in charge of that, uh... What's the spaceship from Event... Oh, the Event Horizon, duh. (laughs) You just imagine him, like, Mike Myers as Dr. Evil and Vern Troyer as Mini-Me coming with no eyes. <laughs> yeah, just like their skin all torn up from being in zero yeah. gravity in hell. He's still just doing like the finger up to his mouth and making stupid jokes. Ooh, but then, then, I mean, he's more powerful than Jigsaw by far. <laughs> so Jigsaw is probably going to turn his attention from that to Austin Powers. But yeah. you may, he, he may avoid this situation altogether if Dr. Evil gets a hold of the Event Horizon. There's That's, a lot of loosey-goosey time travel in this movie. Jigsaw's definitely coming for one of them. Yeah, yeah. He'll stop one of them before they get too powerful. He'll probably come for Dr. Evil. Yeah. Most likely, fat bastard. <laughs> I want to spoil the third movie. (laughs) So you want to eat this baby, do you? (laughs) Well, let's play a game. I call it Baby Steps for Baby Ribs. (laughs) Uh, Josh, what did you think of this movie? Uh, I think that Dr. Evil didn't get enough screen time. Yeah, agreed. Uh, It was definitely not... Not that the first move was good by any means, but it certainly did not hold up to the first move. Um, I hope for the best for three and four. <laughs> um, Doctor Evil is always a delight to watch. Like there was a, there was a small smile on my face pretty much when it's on screen, though I never like laughed out loud or anything during any of this. What draws you to the Doctor Evil character? Because it's the same person. Oh, he, I agree. It's with a Josh. different character. He's, he's hilarious. Like, 
I know. It's, I'm just interested to hear what Josh has to say. He's about it. he's charm, right? He's a bad guy who just wants to have a good relationship with his son and also take world in like dumb, ridiculous way. He's right. He, you know, he has a he has a funny way he talks that's not like grating or annoying <laughs> or anything. And like, like honestly, in both movies, half the time he's around, he's like not taking for the world. He's just like talking with son or singing with Mini Me, <laughs> and so that which is great. He's just like a dude, right? Yeah, I like he's that not, he like, was villain all the, the time. cheap shots that he gave on Jerry Springer. Oh, because he's yeah. definitely the type of guy who fights dirty. <laughs> if I remember correctly, we're going to get more Doctor Evil in the third one. It's kind of oh, Doctor Evil heavy. Of course. I mean, I, I, I would hope so. Oh, he's like the main focus of this one. It's it's heavier. Yeah. Doctor Evil. Okay. Good. Yeah. Cool. I'm excited now. And then hopefully four will come out sometime within the next year or two. I don't know. That's see, interesting. See what they do with that. Yeah. Yeah. You've piqued my interest, but it could just be an IMDb myth. It's. I love how all of us say that we don't really like this, but yet, like, the fourth one got us excited to, like, oh, another a fourth one, yeah. We, we got to see what weird. they do with it. It's like yeah, a like morbid. Our... It's like a morbid curiosity. Like you can't look away from this train wreck of a comedy. Like movie. this movie is so locked in the ninth. So I have no idea how it would make it now. Right. The next one is two thousand and one. I two. believe two thousand two. Yeah, yeah, but it's early yeah. enough to where they can prop. Do basically Most of it was also paper. filmed in the '90s, I believe. Oh, really? Well, yeah. I mean, it takes it takes a couple of years to edit a movie back then. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I mean, look at New Mutants. That's been ready to release for a decade. Shut up, <laughs> Josh. Would you recommend this movie? Absolutely not. <laughs> not even if you were a fan of the first one. No, no, especially <laughs> fan of the first one. <laughs> Like, this they just like retcon everything that happens in the first movie. Like, Dr. Evil, like, isn't on screen off to warrant, like, watch. Like, no, no. It's, it's literally a movie do-over. They go, they use I'm, a time machine to do it over. Yeah, I'm mm. betting the third He has, like, zero connection to the first one, other than, like, Mini-Me is a thing now. I'm I'm betting. You don't think Bat Bastard's gonna come back? Oh, stop. Well, like, the thing, like, you don't need to know who these characters Right, it's like Fat Bastard had a backstory in the second movie. Thing we need to know, right? Like if Justin's Fat prediction Bastard is correct. We're going to have a fourth character played by Michael Myers in the third movie. Yep. No, we have a fourth character. Yeah. 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 My, my math is good. <laughs> yep. And then if they're making another one, there's going to be a fifth character played by Michael Myers. Justin, would you recommend this movie after watching it again? No, it wasn't. Like, there were a couple chuckles, but overall, I mean, it goes by at a clip. At least it's really, like, pain. It's 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 painlessly short. So, maybe, like, if you're real bored and if you enjoyed it, like, in your childhood, you'll like probably you have like nothing it else nostalgia. to do and you find, like, a generator, a TV, a VCR, and a copy of this. Right, yeah. <laughs> okay. Or if you if you have like a really strong nostalgia for these movies, I'm guessing there's a lot of people that probably will. 
That's kind of what I'm going to say. It's not just a strong nostalgia for these kind of movies, but the references and the cameos that are in this, it's a certain uh, demographic and age group for sure. This is a 1999 movie, like through and through, even though most of it takes place in 1969. It's still way more 90s than the first one. The first one felt, I don't know, like a retro spy movie. This one feels more... uh, current to the time it's set in yeah and yeah i would recommend it Even if, if you like the, the first yeah. one and you plan on watching all three of them i guess you have to watch this one but on its own no why why bother there are better comedy movies there are better spy movies there are better michael myers movies mm-hmm. uh wayne's world previous episode Party time. Uh, if you want to listen to any of our previous episodes, you can check us out on podcasts.com or the iTunes podcast app. You can find us on Facebook under FabCheck, YouTube under FabCheck, and you can reach us at FabCheck at gmail.com for any uh, questions, concerns, or recommendations you may have. Give them to us. We want them. Let yeah. us know you're out there. Uh, I'm now a professional dungeon master. Whoa. So... Can I roll to be impressed? Yeah. 16. I'm impressed. Make a saving saving throw. Um, (laughs) It's been fun. It's exciting. Very cool. Good to hear. you want to play D&D... And this is all online, right? There it is. Yep. Using Roll20 and D&D Beyond... And we have, like, all the accessories and stuff to make it super cool. And trust me, it's uh, it's really easy for newcomers to any sort of tabletop gaming. Even though it's online, it sounds a little intimidating. But that's why Justin's got the job. He'll guide you through it. It is. It's it's not as hard as people think it is to learn. I've taught quite not a few people at how to all. do it. I've played games. I, I'm currently dungeon mastering a game with you. And it is uh, super intuitive, and the best part about it to me is that it feels more like a pen and paper role-playing game than it does a video game on your browser. Yeah. Josh, we you are got not sponsored by Roll20. Uh, <laughs> we could. It could be. Nothing, Josh? Nah. Yeah, I got nothing either. <laughs> I, you, you could tell, Justin, I was just throwing that line out there, fishing for it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, anybody that wants to give us money, I will promote you as enthusiastically. Asterisk. Thank you. Some conditions apply. Yeah. Um, until next time, I'm Austin. I'm Josh. I'm Justin. Hey, have you guys seen 